Hey, everybody, welcome to episode number 173 of the Every Dad podcast. So, are you pressured to spend money and buy things because of what you see on social media? Do you feel bad about yourself or your finances or the things that you own because of what you see your friends and family doing on social media? Well, if so, you are not alone. And if you said no, you might be lying to yourself because the effects of social media and FOMO can be very subtle. Like you may not even realize it is affecting your purchasing habits. Well, today we're going to be breaking down how social media encourages bad spending and give you some tips to help you fight against that peer pressure. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Debt-Free Dad podcast with Brad Nelson. Brad and his co-hosts experience the anxiety of living paycheck to paycheck before learning the fundamentals of financial security. They are now on a mission to empower regular people to pay off their debt for good and enjoy happier, less stressful lives. Keep listening for inspirational interviews, tips, tricks, and practical advice to gain financial freedom. Hey, 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 how is everyone doing today? You can find us on Facebook, TikTok, YouTube, and Instagram. Just search Brad Nelson, Defree Dad. And as always, welcome to today's show. And remember to get all the resources, show notes, and links for today's show. You can head over to balancedsense.com forward slash 173. That again is B-A-L-A-N-C-E-D-C-E-N-T-S.com forward slash 173. And today we are doing something a little bit different. And uh, we have one person watching us live right now. <laughs> we have one fan. To that one person that's out there watching us live right now. We we love you. We don't know who you are. But <laughs> and it's Ryan. It's probably <laughs> <laughs> So if you're listening to the recording of this, we are getting our audience more involved with our podcast episodes. And tonight is our, our very first trial of recording live. And all of us are probably just a little bit more nervous than we normally would be because, uh, you know, when we're recording it, we get the power of uh, just stopping and we'll just take that out. Well, now we're here live with people. Um, it's going to be interesting, but uh, I'm excited. Hey. It's going to be good. We got a we got a message from somebody. Someone's <laughs> watching. Hello. <laughs> oh, too funny. Too funny. But uh, yeah, thanks for joining us live. And the today's topic is all about purchasing habits as it relates to social media and FOMO. And guys, the first question I have for you guys in this group, and if you're watching this live, feel free to comment. We would love to know what you have purchased, but have you guys bought anything that you've regretted or maybe was emotional or maybe impulsive because of social media? Uh, maybe a few hundred dozen times. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, you got to tell us, like, give us an idea. Give us an idea. Well, one comes to mind. My brother bought a brand new vehicle back in 2000. And at the time, he got a GM discount. And it was an Oldsmobile silhouette. And because he got one and he could get us a discount being a brother, I felt the need to go out and get a brand new car and bought one of the probably biggest pieces of junk that's ever been made. <laughs> and it was made here in my hometown, unfortunately, and I threatened to leave it at the exit gate the last day that that plant was open and say, here's your piece of junk back. But, yeah, I mean, cars. What was it? What what kind of car was it? It was a Nosebobil Silhouette minivan, you know, oh. the, 
When you got kids, you're supposed to have a minivan, right? Yeah. Not me. <laughs> I got I got a Jeep. <laughs> what about social media though, Chris? Like you have been debt free now for some time. Have you even still have succumbed to emotional purchases because of something you saw on social media? Never once. No, no that's here's the thing, Brad. If you if you do the math, I, I paid off my last debt other than the home in two thousand eight. Right. I, mean, yeah, I got the call to do my word debt free screen in two thousand and eight. And back then, it was really just Facebook and Twitter. And at that point, people my age didn't really post things on Facebook. In fact, I don't think I got a Facebook account till 2011. And that was only because I was working on my doctorate degree. And one of the classes that I was taking was online instructional technology. And he required us to have a Facebook page. Wow. So by the time that social media became came what it is today. I had been out of debt for a long time at that point. And I was so ingrained in my habits and my, my, my journey and what we were headed towards that it made it easy for me. But I certainly understand nowadays that social media, it's the, it's the new Joneses. Yeah. Well, I'm pretty impressed. I I'm, I'm debt free and I've, I've made impulsive purchases <laughs> on social media. Um, most recent one was a bubble bazooka for my daughter. Uh, if you guys haven't seen that on TikTok, it is freaking awesome. Cool. Um, and uh, I mean, obviously, I didn't go into debt for it. I paid cash for it, but it wasn't really a part of my plan. Uh, but I saw it and I was like, if I don't get this, I'll never see it again. And uh, she's totally into bubbles. I mean, she's, <laughs> you know, four years old. Bubbles are like everything to her. Um, I'm trying to think of what else I bought. Oh, those little um, for uh, this was not really more impulsive, but it was because of social media. Uh, those that little spaceman, the little um, guy on TikTok. There's another one on TikTok. Does like the stargazing on the ceiling. Does like the galaxy type looking thing. I bought one of those for uh, Noah because his sister got one and he was totally jealous of it and wanted it. <laughs> um, and then I he, like kitchen gadgets. Oh, like, okay. Any good ones? I, yeah, I see little kitchen gadgets and I'm like, oh, I got to try that. <laughs> and it's funny because I buy it and then my mom's like, oh, I like that. Where'd you get that? <laughs> <laughs> that she's buying well, it not planned now, at all now that you mention it there is a youtube channel other than debt free dad that i follow and every so often she cooks a recipe the wife does and she had this little chopper thing that would chop potatoes and celery onions and bell peppers and after watching her for about a year and a half i thought i'm going to get one of those yeah. so maybe that counts but here's the thing it is probably one of the best purchases i've made in the last couple of years thing really works and we love it yeah. we've we've suggested it to other people so maybe brad there's an example as long as i don't guy go buy a bubble gun <laughs> <laughs> you would like the bubble mate you need the bubble gun for the ice cream shop really yeah i mean think <laughs> he's about trying to, he's trying to influence me right here think, hey, chris chris think of the hype videos you can make with a bubble gun and ice cream oh there you go I mean, summer. I mean, nothing says summer like bubbles and ice cream, dude. Have it right now. I will show her out front of the shop blowing bubbles. That's and right. People are going to be like, I want to go play with the bubbles. And then, oh, you have ice cream. They're going to. I in. will ship you some ice cream and you just kind of ship me a bubble go. gun for a couple of days and then I'll ship it back and you tell the kids, I don't know where it's at. Get some deep. Here's some ice cream to enjoy. Yeah. Get some deep, dramatic hype music, slow motion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're uh, tempting me now. <laughs> what do we have? We have a comment on the screen. What does yeah, that say? We got a comment. Yep. 
So I'm convinced social media can read your mind and then they send ads. I know they listen. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. I know. Isn't that nuts? They absolutely do. They're always listening. <laughs> they say, I thought there was information that came out that said that they don't, but there's no way that that, that, oh, they that do. just can't happen. Yeah. yeah. There's no way. Well, come on with, with the, the, the Facebook, um, was it called Pixel? Yeah. Yeah. The Facebook the, Pixel. The, the business is installed on their website. It's, yep. it, it's designed that way. It is. Yeah, we have one. I've got one. And yeah, I mean, as a business, we can track and not as not as well as we used to because of the iOS updates with Apple. But um, I mean, yeah, we could track just about any sort of activity on the website using the Facebook pixel. So yeah, I mean, it's, it's pretty sophisticated. There's no question. Um, but let's talk a little bit about FOMO. This is an article from Access Bank. Uh, it says, uh, are you guilty of FOMO spending? It says FOMO spending refers to when fear of missing out adversely affects your spending habits. And it doesn't just apply to teens who want the latest fashion trends on TikTok. Other less obvious forms include FOMO in stocks, AKA when a trader or investors is worried about missing out on profitable opportunities or FOMO with big purchases like a house, car, or travel. And FOMO spending can be small or it can have huge financial consequences. And it just gives three examples. And I thought these were really good just to give some different ideas because people might say, well, I've never fallen for FOMO. Well, it doesn't always have to be just social media or anything like that. It says Lucy's friend goes out to dinner weekly. She wants to see her friends. So she joins them at dinner. They all decide to book a weekend trip. A couple's or a couple of weeks later, everyone is grabbing tickets to the latest music festival that's now out of town, and she doesn't want to miss it. Before Lucy knows it, she's just spent almost $2,000 in one month alone. And I got to say, this is probably one that resonated with me more so than the other two that I'm going to read, because how fast does it add up when you're sitting around just hanging out with friends, all of a sudden someone comes up with this idea, and all of a sudden you buy into it out of emotion and FOMO, and you're spending money. Has that happened to any of you guys? I really wanted your uh, badminton outfit after <laughs> your post. <laughs> You've got to explain now. I've seen it. It's serious explain. when it comes to that. That was, that was major FOMO, eh? <laughs> Oh, That badminton outfit is awesome. <laughs> I looked really good on the court. Is that purple tie-dye, Brad? No, no, it's not. It's like red, <laughs> green, blue. I'll have to wear it on the podcast one time. Mm -hmm. It's pretty awesome. <laughs> so, <laughs> I like badminton. So I got some badminton stuff. <laughs> Come on, it's fun. It's fun. Uh, Nikita scrolls on Instagram and sees a post from her best friend on vacation in Hawaii, then a photo from her brother-in-law celebrating his new job offer in Miami. The next day, her college friend group invites her to their upcoming trip to Paris. Nikita spontaneously says yes, even though she has a different income level than, say, her friend's group. So that is certainly happening a lot, right? You get bought in. Now, and Katie, you've mentioned this, uh, not only just being on the show, but also in past uh, podcast episodes where you were a guest, where you were, I think, dating somebody that it was something like that, where yeah. you know there was spending happening just to keep up with other people. Right. Have to get your hair done, get your nails done, go on this trip, go on yeah. all the things, get new clothes to be all fancy. Yeah. yeah. And here's a comment again, just kind of with the travel, someone that's listening hundred percent after they bought non-refundable tickets, just wanted to kick myself. Yeah. Oh, we've all been there hundred oh, percent. I've man. been there. Especially when it's the middle of winter here in Wisconsin and I see other people going <laughs> to the sunny beaches and I'm just like, Oh yeah. I can't say I've ever booked a trip, but man, it's, it gets, it gets very tempting. Uh, this last example is more towards investing, uh, may not 
resonate with everybody, but Marco's coworkers say that they're all buying $5,000 worth of some new cryptocurrency stock. He goes all in with them, and two months later, it crashes down to zero. Marco also follows a bunch of crypto wizards who make a lot of money day trading, and he worries he's missing out on those profits. He spontaneously decides to do the same, and unfortunately, those same stocks prove volatile, and he loses all of his money. So again, another example of FOMO and seeing a lot of other people, and especially because crypto was just such a big, I mean, still kind of popular now, but I mean. I may have bought into some of it. Did you? Oh. I totally did. I totally did. (laughs) To me, it's fake money. It doesn't really exist except somewhere on the internet. No, I'm good. Did y'all hear the important part? Say that again. I lost money. You lost money. Did you lose all of it? Not all of it. Okay. But I lost a lot of it. Do you still have it? No, because they folded. (laughs) (laughs) So did you get out before they folded? Uh, no, because I wasn't freaking paying attention. Oh, oh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now mm. I was just dabbling and playing in it, so it wasn't a lot, but it was enough to go. Shit, don't do that again. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta beep that one out. <laughs> so why did why did you do it? Because I was watching all the people on TikTok. There you go. And and you know Gary V talking about all these NCTs, whatever. And I was like, or NFTs. And I was like, yeah, I gotta do that. Anyway. It, it happened. Yep. <laughs> so she just proved the whole point. She is the example. You just changed her name, yeah. right? Yeah. Right. That wasn't Marco. That was, was Amber. $5,000. That was our own. That was our own Amber Taylor here. <laughs> um, all right. So how is FOMO affecting spending? Here's some crazy statistics. Nearly half, 48% of millennial respondents spent money they didn't have to keep up with their friends. 48% and 80% of millennial respondents who went into debt kept their debt a secret from those same friends. That's from my credit karma survey. And it says, no matter the item or experience, social media plays a big part in driving the urge to overspend. A full two in five respondents, 40% said that they would spend money on something at least once a year just to post about it on social media. That is wild to me. I can definitely say I've never bought anything just for the sole purpose of posting on social media. I I have with food. I take pictures of food and post it all the time. But But do you buy it? Do you buy it for that though? But you have a business that runs that you're Uh, doing food items. Yeah, but I've been doing that a long time before the business. So really, yes, that is interesting. Like, so what kind of foods would you buy to purposely post on Facebook or social media? Ice cream, tacos, anything that looked really. (laughs) There was at Disney. There was a sushi donut so it was sushi in the shape of a donut and it was really pretty like i've done a lot of things that are just pretty food (laughs) aren't y'all amazed at how he he's amazed at the statistic while he was encouraging me to get a bubble gun (laughs) for the purpose of making videos to put on social media i will totally take pictures of your ice cream chris but it's for (laughs) but it's for your business this this would be a this this would be a write off, Chris. <laughs> You're missing out. You're missing out. <laughs> you, you folks out there listening to this podcast, you see what people go through every day, right? Yep, this is what we're I'm doing. The one being attacked today. <laughs> I'm going to stand strong, and I'm not going to get a bubble gun. Oh, and Fred, I just want to point out that as we go through this survey here, what's the number one thing that people have gone into debt? Yep. in order to keep up with friends, food. Forty-seven percent. Food. For, yep. Number 40, one. Forty-seven percent. That is, yeah, that doesn't surprise me though. Cause obviously, I mean, we see it all the time here, you know, when people go through roots or tell us where the areas that they're overspending the most, I mean, going out to eat is the top one almost every time. I mean, 
for most people. Uh, clothes is at 41%, keeping up with friends. Travel, 33%. Electronics, 25%. Uh, music and event tickets, 25%. Um, and then it kind of goes down the list. Cars, 15%. Tattoo, tattoos, really? Taos or condo? Sports and recreation. Um, tattoos are a big thing. They are, but uh, and they're very expensive. Yeah, but you see somebody like you know on social media, like, look at this brand new tattoo I got, da, 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 and it makes you like, oh, I need to get a new one. Yeah, like it, it just does something to people. I'm That's surprised that one house is below tattoo though. Yeah, I would think house would be up higher too. House or condo is only nine percent. Yeah, but I'm not sure that people see that in the same context as these other things because a house is to them an investment probably, yeah, and right, you've got to have a place to live. The one that that sort of puzzles me, but doesn't is the wedding. I would have thought that would have been higher, but maybe it's so low only because most people only get married once. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a, not a very often thing, but I have seen lots and lots of young ladies feel like they have to spend lots and lots of money to have as nice of not better of a wedding than their friends. Yeah. Well, and this is like wedding party duties they're saying. So like bridesmaids, dresses, bachelorette and bachelor parties. So this is like, okay. you need to, one up the other bridesmaid that you have a friend with and you got to do better than her. You know what I mean? Like it's, that's what I see it as. It's not necessarily the wedding in itself, but I've actually, and we're going to, I've got and Amber, you put this episode idea down and I started already working on a little bit is there's actually people that I've worked with that aren't able to afford to be in the wedding. They're only being in the wedding because of FOMO because they don't want to miss out, but it is putting them a lot further into debt. You know, because it's a lot of money, you know, the dress or it's maybe a destination wedding. Um, you know, it's a lot of shoes that you have to dye. So they match the dress. Yeah. Yep. And you're only going to wear that outfit once and it's hideous and sits in your closet. Right. So. Yeah. Uh, top five underlying causes of FOMO for millennials. Uh, this survey reports fear of missing out on novel or once in a lifetime experiences. Uh, in 2019, 44% of people felt that way. Fear of not being included in future activities. 41%. So just just because you said no one time, you have a fear of not being invited again in the future. <laughs> well, yeah, but it's not just one time. Like, look, you even said it when, um, you know, a long time ago where you were like, yeah, eventually my friends just stopped inviting me. Yeah, they did. But right? I didn't. It, it I, happened I, to me, too. But I guess I didn't have a f I, at that point. I was I just didn't want to be broke anymore. So I was fine with it. <laughs> I, right. I don't know. But I don't if know you're if in I, a point where you're like, I want to be part of this relationship this these events this activities yeah if you say no too many times people are just going to stop calling you yeah it happens fear of feeling like an outsider 36 percent. fear of being judged 25 percent, and fear of losing your friends 24 percent. so yeah fomo plays a big role um but i think for a lot of people seeing what others have can make you feel bad for what you have or what you don't have and i think that's that's where social media, I think, plays the biggest role is, you know, I mean, it can make you feel really crappy about your life uh, if you're not careful. Because, again, it's a highlight reel. I mean, we're not posting all of, like, the the negative things that are happening or, you know, the bad day that we might have had. We're, we're picking out the highlights and we're posting those, the fun things, like tacos and ice cream. Right, Katie? <laughs> <laughs> I just saw this post today or yesterday that it's whatever people put on Social media is like an apple that looks all nice and pretty and shiny on one side. It's looking into a mirror, but on the backside, someone's taking like a giant bite out of it and it's all like brown and everything. So it's like, that's really all social media is, is a filter of the pretty things, the highlights. So, yeah. 
There's no question about that. So what would you guys suggest? Like, how are you guys combating this? I mean, you guys have all been on this journey for years now, and uh, we all have been, and we have all saved and paid off a lot of debt as a combined uh, group here. So what are some, so what are some ways that you guys are protecting yourselves against this? What works good for you? I don't care anymore. <laughs> what other people think. Yeah. It's just like, this is how I am. Every time I leave the house, I spend money. So I just stay home. It's okay. It is. It's like every time you leave the house, it's a hundred bucks. <laughs> I mean, Minimum 40. Minimum. <laughs> Walking out the door will cost me $40. So. Yeah. Yeah. Getting gas. I mean, it's expensive. But yeah, I mean, I think, so what has replaced that feeling though? Now? I mean, because as a single person, you're coming up, this is, you're coming up on five years or six, five? Yep, five in July. Five and in July, okay. Peace of mind and calm, not stressed. Like, I'm okay with that. I've got choices now. I didn't used to feel like I had choices when I did things. So, yes. Do you think you've also gained like this just ability that you just don't care what other people think anymore? Oh, yeah, for sure. That probably in the last eight years has been a big changing point. So once you hit 40, like you just don't really care anymore. Yeah. I'm the same way. I don't care. Mm -hmm. I don't, I bought a, um, I recently bought a Jeep. We're going to have a whole podcast episode on this coming up, but, um, I pay, I pay cash for it, bought a Jeep, wanted it, been wanting one for years. And, uh, my life's been in major turmoil lately. So I needed something fun to do. Um, but I bought it for me. Like I didn't buy it for anybody else. And you, you know, I've spent, 12, 13 years now driving vehicles that people were like, would raise their eyebrows at because it's like, wait, you're a financial coach. And it's like, yeah, can't you tell with this awesome rusty vehicle I drive? <laughs> right. But I just don't care. Like I, I just lost this ability. I just got so tired of being broke all the time and running around trying to, you know, impress other people and kind of fit in. It just, man, who wants that stress? And I just, just done with that. And so for me, I think, that's been a huge thing is just not caring what other people think about the stuff I have or the things that I do. Um, but it takes, it takes a while to get there. It's not something that happens overnight. At least it didn't for me. Yeah. I had to move across the country twice and go like, how did I get all this stuff both times? Like, yeah, it's, I don't want any more stuff, people and experiences and memories. That's what I focus on now. Yeah. See, and I'll rarely miss a concert in my area. Like I have FOMO when it comes to like, if a concert's happening and I'm not there, it's not okay. And I just love going to concerts. So we throw it in our budget, but yeah, I, I would almost guarantee you, I would probably have to move my budget around if something came up unexpected. Are you going to go to a Taylor Swift concert that's like thousands of dollars? <laughs> I've, already, I've already seen Taylor Swift, so. Oh, done. <laughs> Yeah, um, it's the same thing for me. I, when you have no stress, I'd much rather have no stress than the fear of missing out on what other people think about me. So I couldn't tell you how long ago I stopped caring what people think about me. I'll, I'll tell you a story. There was a family member of mine when I was trying to get out of debt. I was making my own laundry detergent to try to save money. I'd found a formula somewhere online. Here's how you take this, this, and this, make your own laundry detergent. And this family member laughed at me and laughed at me. And then about five years later, they asked me for financial advice as they were wanting to file for bankruptcy. Yeah. So it's, you just, you gotta be true to yourself. And 
there's an old saying, and I may hopefully I won't butcher this. If the Smiths knew how much trouble the Jones had keeping up with the Bills, the Smiths wouldn't try to keep up with the Jones. Mm-hmm. And it goes back to something that was said earlier about the Apple. You know, I always told my students, you can look at somebody and they've got a nice, beautiful house with a beautiful lawn, two very nice car uh, cars in the driveway or in the, in the garage. But you have no idea what's going on, on the other side of that door. The conversations that are happening, the fight, the arguments, the struggles, the stress. And so just because something looks great, doesn't make it make it so. And I it, I finally learned that lesson. And I'd much rather not live paycheck to paycheck. I'd much rather not be broke and really don't care what other people think. Yeah. Well, a good picture of it is, I mean, if you look at the career builder statistic that we use often here is, you know, 78% of people are living paycheck to paycheck. So, you know, go on your block and count, you know, almost eight out of 10 houses and eight out of 10 houses are one month away from disaster if their income stopped. And that's the reality of what most people are living through right now. Um, and obviously, you know, depending on where you get that statistic from, it could be six out of 10, seven out of 10, it, you know, but it's close enough. And that gives you a really good idea. I love this quote from uh, Morgan Housel, psychology of money. If you have not checked out that book, I would definitely read it. Uh, it's so good. But he, uh, he's got a great quote in there that I often go back to. It says, people with enduring personal finance success, and this, the key to this is this next part, personal finance success, not necessarily those with high incomes, tends to, tend to have a propensity to not give a damn what others think about them. And I, I would say, you know, over the years of how many people we've helped through Roots and through Devery Dad and the podcast, it's amazing to me how many people gain this mindset of, not caring what other people think and how powerful that can be and how freeing it actually can be too. Um, it's pretty amazing. Another area obviously is you guys have mentioned it quite a bit here today. Uh, Amber, you just talked about it with going to concerts. You put in your budget, you know, and I think this is a big one. I think, you know, people need to understand the power of a budget. A budget is not to limit yourself. It is to give yourself permission to spend money on the things that you love to do. Now the downside is, is that most people start a budget when they're broke And now the budget's telling you that, hey, you've been really overspending, living outside of your means. We got to correct this and we got to fix it. And that's why you have to cut back on some things for a while. But remember, those are short-term sacrifices. It's not going to be for the rest of your life. So if you're willing to, you know, go through that short-term pain, very much like all of us have on this show, eventually you get to the point where you can have these things and be able to put spontaneous purchases back into your budget. Just have a plan for it, you know, and I think this is what most people never give themselves the opportunity to experience is this less stress is this because they're not willing to just sacrifice temporarily for a couple of years. I mean, for most people, it's a couple of years. Um, I mean, Katie, you're going on five. I mean, this is like a marathon for you, but you're getting there like you're what you're 29,000 you said. Yep. And I've paid off $113,042. Yeah, that's incredible. But think about how much that's going to change Katie's life. But yes, did it take her five and a half, six years eventually to, to get to that point? Yeah, but now she gets to spend the rest of her life not having to worry about any of that stuff anymore. See, most people just oh, aren't willing to to go through something like that in order to get what they want. And it's through that journey, though, I think is where the transformation happens. It's where the mindset changes. It's where you know you just start to think differently about life, about money, what's important, what brings you happiness, what are the things that you need in your life. Um, I don't know. That's what works for me. 
Well, I think too, like we live in a, we live in a world from the time we're kids, we're living, we live in a, we've been brought up in a world that you're marketed to, marketed to, marketed to buy stuff that will make you happy Buy this because then these people will think of you a certain way. Um, I mean, watch any new car commercial right now. It's not about selling you the car. It's about selling you the idea that you driving that car will make people think differently of you. And it's like once... Who once you commercials anymore? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But once you break free from that, and the thing, I think for us, it's like it. This was what helped us like not care anymore what people think is like because once you get on the other side of that, you just realize that you just you become educated on that. Um, and up to that point, for you know for the first forty years of my life, I was just kind of what the marketing team has created, you know, just a mindless drone spending money, trying to do what they taught me to do to keep up with everybody else. And once you break free from that, you suddenly like, I don't care suddenly what people think anymore because it's all a scam. It's just a way to keep you spending money. And I will say this, I don't do much social media. Most of what I do is for my business, but I would encourage people to look at the friends that you have or followers or whatever the various terms are. Most of them are probably people that you don't really interact with or haven't interacted with since high school or something. So, you know, this, it's a very small amount of people. I would think this is my opinion, strictly my opinion, very small amount of people that you have on your social media that are maybe true friends. And you know, just, don't spend as much time on social media. Don't pay attention to the vast majority of people that are your friends. Who cares what they're doing? Because at the end of the, end of the day, they're not going to care about what you're doing. And just try to be yourself and limit the, the, the screen time. We used to say that with kids, right? With the VHS and the DVDs and limit the screen time. Well, it's the same thing now with the, the social media. Is the, the, the less that you're on there, the less you see. And the less you see the less fear you have of missing out. Uh, I don't know. What do y'all think? I totally agree. Uh, but I will say TikTok makes me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I like my screen time. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I think I, it's hard to say, because I agree, limiting social media would be an easy solution. But the reality is, is that's not going to happen for most people. So it's like, how how can you come up with ways to you know, defend against, you know, FOMO and fear of missing out. I think just being aware of it, I think is a big part yep. of it, you know, and, and, and having a budget, having a financial plan for your life, you know, being able to say that's cool and, you know, swipe up to the next one. Um, unless it's an awesome bubble bazooka, you know, <laughs> but, but, but really, you could say, you could save said video and then go back to it 24 hours later. If you really, really, really feel you need it, but chances are you're going to forget about it in 24 hours. Right. Right. Absolutely. Or you're going to completely swipe and lose it forever and never see it again because that's what always happens to me. So. <laughs> oh, that's the worst. I hate it when I did that. Sometimes I'll do that. My wife. You know, you can this go is back so and funny. See your history, right? Yeah, but I like always. I'll, I'll like swipe the wrong way and then it's gone. I'm like, oh, it's gone. I'm never going to find that again. And it was really funny. <laughs> was it on TikTok though? Yeah. Well, yeah. Any social media, anyone like Reels or okay. TikTok? Or well, any on of TikTok, those. yes. I just learned this too. Someone just told hmm. me this. Uh, you can you can go back to your you can go back to your watch history. And you'll be able, and yeah. it's not fun to go back because you're like, holy crap, <laughs> that I watch a lot of this. <laughs> but it's there. I only do the Facebook reels. I do not have actual TikTok. So <laughs> don't go. No. <laughs> Just stay no. off of it. <laughs> I won't. 
All right, we're going to take a quick commercial break and be back with celebrations. So the totally awesome Debt Freedom Planner is helping so many people make consistent progress with their finances. Whether that be building emergency funds, paying down bills, budgeting, tracking paydays, saving up for larger purchases, goal planning, and planning for those irregular yearly expenses that always seem to catch you by surprise. Now, the Debt Freedom Planner will help you take the stress out of managing your money. And if the thought is running through your mind, hey, I just need to have a simple tool to get my finances together, this planner is perfect for you. Head over to therealdebtfreedad.com, click on the Debt Freedom Planner in the menu at the top of the page, and order your Debt Freedom Planner today. that sound means it's time for the celebrations of the show. First, we have Tina Alstrom. I wrote down all my bills and balances and interest rates so I can see it on paper. Got my planner out and going to start on that. I have stuff listed for sale online and several pending pickups. I got rid of Xfinity Cable taking the boxes back today. So I've knocked over $100 of TV and internet off their bill. Yeah, that is awesome. Those are some awesome action items, Tina. And think about that for the year. That's $1,200 saved. And think about time not mm-hmm. watching TV. Just don't go on TikTok, all right? Don't, <laughs> don't change it out. <laughs> but awesome job, Tina. Antoinette Goodwin paid off another credit card account and my credit score also increased. So Antoinette, good for you. Congratulations. And I believe that Shannon Marie doubled her emergency fund. Yes, that is awesome, Shannon. Great job. Mary Southern, unexpected car repair, but she's got this. It sucks. We know. We know it does. Some days, not sure if she'll ever get to freedom, but she's not going to go into debt. So she's focusing on that accomplishment. Way to go, Mary. Yeah. Way to go, Mary. (laughs) Uh, Hillary Lalone, uh, I have not used any credit cards in three months. Yeah, that is huge. Talk about a behavior and habit change. Um, those are some great wins when you can kick the credit card use. Uh, so awesome job, Hillary and awesome job to you guys. And thanks for all of you who uh, joined us live here today for our very first live episode. Uh, we're going to be hoping to do more of these here today. And as you guys know, if you're just getting started with our podcast, or maybe you've been listening for some time and you're interested in how you can get started on the road to financial freedom, go visit our website at balancesense.com. Sign up for my free life without payments workshop, where I'm actually going to show you the first steps that have helped tens of thousands of people just like you and I kick financial stress, and worry for good. Take care, guys. Thanks for listening to the Debt-Free Dad Podcast. Connect with us on Facebook, TikTok, YouTube, and Instagram at Brad Nelson Debt-Free Dad. If you found value in today's episode, please leave a rating and review. We so appreciate it. For resources, show notes, and links mentioned in today's show, visit balancedsense.com. That's balanced sense, C-E-N-T-S dot com. Catch you next week.